Welcome to Talking With Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet. I'm here with Rachel Madel. Rachel, are you ready to learn how to make an animated GIF and throw it up into Giphy um, so that you, you too can have a library like we talked about last week um, of my animated GIFs? I've never been more excited. So yes, I'm ready. All right. First things first, you need to make a little video. So if you've got your camera on your phone, just, you know, like mine was a little shimmy of a dance. You know, you know how I like to groove when we get in our presentations. Um. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, I think I'm just going to do like a podcasting one because I have my podcasting mic here. Like we're doing the Talking With Tech podcast. So I'm just going to record. Got it. Oh, wait, okay. I didn't hit record. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I need to try it again. Ready? All right. Excellent. Now you have a little motion, right? Because it's a GIF. So you, I saw you kind of move in a little bit forward, like you were going to talk on the mic, right? Exactly. Also, um, for people that are listening along, when Rachel and I record, you know, I record out of the closet. It's a well-known fact. And I got a screen behind me. But Rachel is got a white background behind her, which um, for these types of videos, this is actually going to be really nice because we want to remove that background. So having any sort of solid color will help. If you actually look closely at the gifts that I made of myself, you know, I was, there was stuff in the background. And so you can get a little bit of a residual, like, oh, should I cut that out? Or should it be, you know, is that part of what I'm supposed to be recording or not? You know, the computer doesn't know, but having a nice solid background, if you're going to make something like this, it, it really is helpful. So you it's not necessary but it's helpful and so where you are right now it's a sweet little location all right so you got your video and you are sending it to yourself so it's on your computer there's ways using the shortcuts on an iphone that you can automatically turn into a gif but let's let's not even go with that let's just say you've taken a video and you are sending it to yourself so if you're not using an i uh, like a mac you can always just email the video to yourself or send it to yourself through you know uh, google photos or however you get your videos off your phone and put them onto your computer you can put them on your computer now that's saying there's probably ways to do it right from your phone there's a lot slicker ways than than i'm explaining right now this is just the way i did it right so now do you have that video on your computer i do all right so um would you mind sharing your screen here so that uh if people do want to follow the video they can go and they can watch the video but of course we're going to audio describe it so you get it as well so if you open up a new tab here, the website you want to go to is unscreen.com. So unscreen.com. Now we've talked about, we've heard of, you probably have heard of remove.bg, where you can take an image, throw that sucker up there, and it'll remove the background. What unscreen does is it removes the uh, a video clip. So now note you are not logged in right it just says there's right there on the screen that says upload clip so if you now just upload the clip so you click on the little thing and it brings up a little window for you to find you know where you saved it on your computer you've uploaded and there's your little video it's loading it's 30 45 60 percent it's moving across the screen as the video is coming into this area on the website so again you're not logged in and then what does it do there's one button after it's after it's remade the little video it says download clip so you just click download the download button that brings the new gif the new animated gif that is um got a removed background onto your hard drive 
onto your computer, and then you're going to go over to Giphy.com. This is a place where you do need to have an account. So, Rachel, of course, you use this application all the time, so you already have an account. Again, setting up an account is free, and there is an upload button at the top of the screen. You click that upload button, and voila, you go click. It says add the animated GIF. You go and you find your GIF, and you navigate to your GIF. It uploads it. Comes right up with adding what kind of tags would you like for this? So in this case, what are some tags you might put for this little clip of you leaning into the microphone? Talking with tech? I don't know. <laughs> sure, talking with tech. What else? Add a comma. Yeah, podcast. Podcast. Podcast life. Mm -hmm. Podcast life. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> now, these are things people might be searching for, right? So I might just put podcast. I might put audio. I might put record. I might put talk. Um uh what else listen microphone microphone yeah great idea and a uh, rule of thumb with with hashtags is the more or with tags in general is the more the better right so the more you can think of but that said this is pretty good we've got maybe five or six here and then the last thing is upload to giphy and you can make it private if you want to but i mean again if you're trying to solve a problem we talked about this last week if you're creating this because you tried to find something and it wasn't out there, so you felt it was your responsibility to make something, then why not make it for the public? And so now, Rachel, you are going to become a GIF that is available to the public out on Giphy.com of you kind of leaning into your microphone. So you can see it's uploading right now. Upload complete. And there you go. You've got the share settings over on the right, just like you're already familiar with, uh, like we talked about last week, where you can share the file and you can uh, or grab an embed code and throw that into uh, you know, a Google Sites or share the link um, and put that into Google Slides or something like that. The same way you might share any other image, this is the way you share a GIF, right? Uh, you, you click the share button, there's a copy link, and now you can take that. Now, of course, you have also downloaded this, even if you didn't go to Giphy, like even if you didn't want, like I don't want myself up there on Giphy for the, for the world to see. The step before this from Unscreen was to download the file. So now you have that file on your on your computer. You could take that and drop that into Google Slides. You know, you can skip the Giphy part if you if you really wanted to. But if the objective was to make a whole collection of animated Rachels, you know what I mean, for the world to enjoy and put into their slide deck, then uh, then this is the way you do it. I'm obsessed with this, Chris. Like I'm thinking about all the different ways that we can incorporate our students into this. We know how powerful video models are. We know how interested students are in seeing themselves on video, in photos. Imagine them seeing themselves in some type of animated GIF like this and then being able to put it in a Google slide and send it in a text message. I just feel like the possibilities are endless. Exactly. And especially with students, maybe not in Giphy, just stop, like we said, um, where you're taking the uh, that video and you're putting it r right to their Google slides, keeping that all self-contained. But again, that depends on the learner. That depends on who you're working with. That depends on, uh, on lots of things. But if you're, again, my mind's always public school, you know what I mean? Because that's my that's my, the day to day. Uh, but still, you're right. There's so many different ways how this would be so engaging for learners. And even if you didn't have the learner themselves, like the the student that you're working with, just you seeing little versions of their uh, their favorite speech therapist or teacher. Do you know what I mean? Or making that video with you, the experience of like, hey, want to help me make these videos? Let's take this little creature, or, you know, this um, let's make a video of this uh, of this stuffed animal. Do you know what I mean? That we're gonna make move or whatever it doesn't have to be the student it could be them making the videos themselves which would be so fun
The other thing is I'm totally thinking through like a core word of the week, core language. And I had mentioned last time we have this resource that we sell on my website. We already have it in a Google slide deck, but let me tell you how hard it was to actually go through Giphy and find, you know, core words for on and core words for open and things that are, you know, appropriate for students. Um, and what's challenging sometimes with Giphy is that you download the image, but for whatever reason, some of them don't animate. And so I had a whole team of people helping with that resource. And, you know, I feel like this kind it just cuts to the chase. It's like, not only is it more engaging because you're using people that are relevant to the student's life, but you can get exactly what you need, right? If you're targeting on, it's like, why not target, you know, a gift that's putting the book on the desk or the, you know, sticker on the sheet, like whatever is happening in the classroom, I feel like, or at home, you can just take a video of that and create an image. Um, and I just think the, the possibilities for core language and abstract language and, you know, formulating and all those things that we would target for, um, when we're using GIFs, I feel like could so easily be done and made, um, collaboratively. Great ideas. Great ideas. Tell us about the interview today. I believe this is a, a coaching call you did with a parent, right? Oh, yes, Chris. I'm super excited to share this call I did with Marcella. So Marcella reached out to me on Instagram, actually, and had some questions about AAC for her then, I believe, 18-month-old. And of course, she was like, is is it too early to start um, AAC? And of course, my answer was like, 100% no, it's never too early to start AAC. So I did a coaching call with her and got her, you know, understanding what types of things she can get started with and how to set up the device and all the things. Um, and sure enough, like her son has not only adopted the AAC system, but in fact, it's so impressive the way that her son uses his system at such a young age that Chris, we, you've seen it because I share it during presentations that we give. Um, you know, he's 18 months old at the time that the videos were being, uh, created and he's accessing Proliquo to go on a seven by 11 grid. And it's just, it's remarkable. Um, so for anybody who says young children can't do AAC that's high tech and robust, like incorrect. <laughs> I have it. Marcella has taken videos of it and so graciously allowed me to share them for educational purposes. I'm so excited to listen to this particular interview with, that Rachel did with Marcella. Hi, everyone. My name is Adriana Zabala, and I am one of the daughters of Joy Zabala. My mother was a pioneer in the field of assistive technology and a tremendous advocate for ensuring that educational experiences were designed to be inclusive, equitable, and accessible. Throughout her life, my mother understood that mentorship of the next generation was essential in order to realize enduring, sustainable change. To further my mom's work, her family, friends, and colleagues created the Joy Zabala Fellowship. Inspired by my mom's passion for empowering emerging practitioners, the fellowship supports relationships between experienced professionals and those who are taking the initial steps in their journey toward building a more inclusive future. 
I would like to invite you to participate in supporting this work by applying to become either a mentor or a mentee. You can access the applications and learn how to participate by going to joyzabala.com. I look forward to working with you to carry on my mother's work as we endeavor together to put more joy in the world for everyone. Welcome to Talking with Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Madel, joined today by Marcella. Marcella, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. Um, I'm Marcella. Um, I am a holistic gut health practitioner, but I'm also a former teacher and special education para. My favorite thing to be is a mommy to my son, and I have been using all the knowledge I've gained over the years and... Um, my experiences to really help him thrive. That's been my goal since we have found out his autism diagnosis. So, yeah. And we actually connected over social media. So, you know, I think you were perhaps a follower of mine and then you reached out with some questions and I was like, Hey, like, why don't we just do like a coaching call? Um, Cause it felt like, you know, you had run into some roadblocks with starting, getting started with AAC and some, you know, practitioners that were saying that, you know, your son was too young and I was like, absolutely not. And so, you know, that's how we were introduced to each other. And then, um, you know, we have known each other and been, you know, connecting about your son and the progression. And in fact, you've been so nice to share some videos that I share during some of my speaking events, um, of your little guy really rocking it on his AAC and he's quite young. Um, and the slide is great because it says, you know, young children can do high-tech AAC. And I feel like you do a beautiful job of modeling and things like that. So anyway, that's our backstory. Um, but just, you know, share a little bit about the journey that you've had with your son. I know, you know, you and I have kind of talked at length about the other, you know, practitioners and everyone else's opinion about, you know, what you should do communication wise and AAC wise, but from, you know, in your own words, tell me a little bit about what that's been like. So we had our son a couple of days before everything shut down for COVID. Mm -hmm. So with that, it was trying to navigate being new parents, not really having much communication everywhere. Um, and he was, you know, developing and getting all of the milestones in at six months, we kind of noticed the texture things with food and at one month, I mean, at one year, he, he did babble a little bit and then that all went away. And we saw frustration. So I brought up once we finally got to birth to three, because that was a process. Um, we kept getting told, well, you know, just just wait until he's two. You know, sometimes they're late to talk. Um, all these new parents, they're so worried about autism. It's not autism. Look, he's running around. And my heart kind of sank because I was like, you know, I am a new parent, but I've had this profession for many, many years. So that was the biggest challenge for us was just trying to get somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. And once we got, you know, I reached out to you, I took AAC Alley and that's kind of what <laughs> gave me the courage to reach out to you. Cause I was like, you know what? He's struggling, you know, birth to three couldn't even help us with pecs. You know, I tried to bring that up. And then when I said, can we try AAC please? They're like, there's pros and cons to that. And I'm like, okay, but Pex isn't working for him. He's frustrated. The pictures he wants aren't there. Why can't we try this? They couldn't, they didn't have somebody who knew AAC that young. 
Mm -hmm. um, to work with the kids. We waited for a month just to have somebody say, we don't have someone qualified for that. So in that month of waiting, I took AAC Alley and then I did a coaching call with you. And that was a game changer because first it showed me that he can do this. And we just needed the guidance to be able to start our journey. And now we, we have been on it for five months and it's going so well. Uh, I like, it gives me goosebumps, literally just got goosebumps because it's just, you know, so kind of disheartening at, you know, some level that you had so much, uh, so many roadblocks, right. To just helping your son and trying to advocate, you know, for him Mm -hmm. getting access to communication and having so many people basically deny that access. Um, and then, you know, I'm so happy that you reached out and I was able to kind of help you on that journey. And I think, you know, it shows that one, um, you know, we, we don't know what a child's capable of until we actually give them an opportunity to learn and to grow and to put the right tool in front of them. And also, you know, we're, we're not in the same neighborhood, right? Like I was able to help you uh, remotely through a virtual Mm -hmm. coaching call. And, you know, you were able to kind of take what, you know, we shared and talked about and really get the ball moving on your own. And, you know, while it's great to have a speech language pathologist and even better to have an AAC specialist who can help guide that process, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there who don't have access or who are being denied access. And so right. it's just like, you know, I, I really commend how tenacious you were and knowing what you needed to do for your son, what you needed to learn, and then going through the steps to kind of get moving, despite the fact that you had professionals telling you, you know, it's just waited out and, you know, just wait and see, or, you know, there's pros and cons. I'm really curious what the con was on the the list of cons for AAC. I know. Um, Yeah, it was, it was just, it was hard. And it, that's when I was like, you know what, someone is willing to listen, which was you. And we, even before, like, I was waiting for our coaching call, we trialed, I think it's go talk and, um, choice works. So that way I could see like, is he buying into touching the screen? And he loved it. So I was like, we gotta, we gotta keep pursuing this. So. And what's so crazy is that I think the videos that you shared with me, he's like two and a half, I think, uh, or maybe not even two and a half. I feel like he's just three months. Yes, exactly. And it's amazing for all of our listeners out there. I wish you could see this video, but it's basically her son accessing a seven by 11 grid size on Proloco to go and using an index finger to actually activate with intention and to communicate with lots of different words. You're modeling go, you're modeling, you know, eat, you're modeling all the different foods. And it's just an amazing thing to see how quickly he's picked it up and I'm so happy that he's got it. He's gotten started so early because he has so much room for growth. And imagine if all our students with complex communication needs just got it started and had access to this type of technology sooner. Um, imagine where they would be. You know, it's you're lucky in a lot of sense, Marcella, because I feel like if you would have just did the wait and see approach, like think about all the time that you would have missed where you were able to learn how to model language and give him access to more words and vocabulary and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely grateful that we have not, we didn't wait, we didn't listen to what people were saying because he can communicate his basic needs and it's so beautiful. It really is. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like how you started 
kind of integrating this into your life because I feel like you do a really amazing job of modeling language and obviously you're very motivated to learn. You took AAZ Ally, my course, and you are following me on social media and probably following a lot of other people that are helping to guide this process for you. Um, tell me a little bit about how you have learned about AAC and for other parents, maybe that are listening out there, you know, what they can do to start kind of learning if they're in this similar situation where the professionals around them are, you know, not helping to move the ball forward with AAC. So for me, I had prior knowledge. So I worked with a student who was nonverbal and that's where I really learned what AAC was all about. And I would be able to customize snack choices and it was really helpful for potty training. We can access that bathroom button. And I knew that it was effective. I saw it firsthand. And so I thought about it when I was thinking of my son. I worked down South for a little bit and I was in high school and we had two kids that were nonverbal and one, there wasn't pecs, there wasn't anything like that. So one just really couldn't tell us what was going on. And the other one only had written um, notes to us. And I remember like, I didn't want that for my son, right? I didn't want him to wait till he was in high school to be able to tell us what he needed. So I just kept thinking about the little girl that I work with. And I was like, it worked for her. I need to do more. I need to learn more. And that's when I did a deep dive on social media, on Instagram. I found you. I watched some of the free videos that you have up, YouTube videos. Um, I took your course. And that that course gave so much information on AEC is not going to stop your child from talking. It can only help. And the, the research you provided was so helpful because I was like, okay, this is exactly what we need. And what I took away from the course and your coaching actually helped me start integrating it because you told me to look for his spontaneous speech in the things that he's doing now. Didn't have to be verbally. It could be his gestures. And when I sat down to think about all the things he really tells us every day, it was so much. He would pull us to the, to the gate where the kitchen was. He wanted to eat. He mm -hmm. would put his arms up. He wanted up. He would take us over to something that he wanted play with. He was telling us to go or come. And those are where I built those core words. And that's what I focused on first. Um, and then I just took his interests. So he loves cars. He loves food. Food was his biggest motivator. So that's where we started. I put eat, I put all the foods that he likes personal, personalized some of the pictures of his actual snacks and he bought in. And once that started and I saw he was distinguishing, like, this is a pair. These are my crackers. We moved to go. I took him out in a little car and I would push him and stop when he wanted to go. And I saw we'd hit go and then he caught on and he was doing that. And then it was just building in new core words that he was showing me every week or every two weeks and just modeling them all the time in play. We would take our iPad everywhere, you know, the car therapy, and we would just keep showing him with no expectation. Cause sometimes he's not even paying me any mind and I'm pushing the buttons and telling him go play or, you know, but he, he does when he's interested in something, he comes over, he'll click it. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think that you are, I'm, I'm happy that the coaching call that we did was able to provide that framework for you. And you're right. Like tracking the spontaneous language, looking at all the nonverbal opportunities where he, if he had, you know, easy access to language, what would he be saying now? Right. It's always mm -hmm. great to think through that lens because, you know, 
oftentimes kids are using compensatory strategies to figure out how to get their needs met. And if we can give them language for that, they're just more universally understood and they're easy opportunities to start integrating some modeling to show kids, this is what you can say in this situation. You don't have to pull me, right? Like you can use language to communicate what you're looking for. Um, So I love how you just kind of tracked that spontaneous looking for opportunities where he's really motivated and then just start like integrating into the work that you're doing with him. And, you know, all of that beautiful modeling that many parents are giving lots of language immersion, right? Like, especially if you have young kids, you're talking all the time and giving language models. But the difference is we need to be doing that on AAC. Like we need to be modeling language on AAC for kids to learn how to speak AAC, right? And so it's really, really great that you figured out kind of how to follow his lead in a lot of ways and, you know, keep kind of building up those skills and see his vocabulary grow over time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can, now it's like, it used to just be one word and now it can be like put in or, you know, up chair, whatever it is. Like we we've built upon just the single words. Um, and right now we use a program Gemini and it helps with home and therapy as well, like speech, And we're focusing on animal sounds. He loves animals. So it's like, what did they say? Like, what did they say? You could hit what? And you say the sheep and it goes ba. And he says ba now, you know what I mean? It's been two weeks of just modeling that. And he says it prior to AAC, we had no sounds, no babbling, some vocal stims when he was comfortable. Now he says up, he says again, he says yay. And he says ba. So if anybody doubts or anybody thinks that AAC hinders speech, it it only made him blossom. And it's it's been so great. I am so excited that you shared that because I think that's a very, very common fear of parents when they're introducing mm-hmm. AAC, especially for a young child where they're just kind of getting a diagnosis. And then on top of it, they're like wrapping their head around this idea of using some type of tool or technology to help facilitate communication. Um, you know, in my own clinical experience, that is the case, right? Like when we start giving kids language and showing them how to communicate, they you know, if they're going to have access to verbal speech, like they will start approximating, they will start using verbal speech, um, you know, and I really believe that there's no hindrance there, um, only can help build language, of course, but also can help with speech and speech, you know, development. Um, if kids have access and, you know, easier access to verbal speech, it will come out. Yeah. It's even help with transitions. I mean, sometimes he wants to be stubborn and we're like, it's all done. We got to clean up. And he's like, no, but I go to his AC and I said, all done immediately. He goes, clicks all done. And he starts cleaning up or starts his transition. So it's very helpful to have. Amazing. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, some advice that you'd give. So obviously, you know, the first piece of advice you shared was like, find someone who will listen, right? Like don't stop when you're being kind of denied or someone's not listening, um, which I think is just really good advice in general. Parents know their kids best and we need to honor that. And parents need to recognize that yes, professionals have their own experience and that is valid, but you have no one knows your child better than you do. And you have to follow that kind of feeling inside. That's like, Oh, like, I don't know if this is right. Like I need to keep, you know, searching for a provider. That's a good fit or, you know, some type of solution or strategy that I think would be, you know, 
in the best interest of my child. So I feel like you definitely like showcased that. Um, is there any other advice that you would give to another parent kind of at the start of this journey for AAC? Presume competence, not just in your child, but yourself as well. Um, I was scared because I wasn't sure if I would be able to be a good communication partner. But what I learned is not to let that fear stop you and not to let other people tell you your child is too young and can't do this because it's a work in progress for both you and your child. And I promise if you give it a chance, it gives you the most beautiful time and chance to bond with your child and learn what they need, what they want and the things they love. And that's something that like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that. And I couldn't know what he needed or what he wanted. And just to know that like we're bonding and we're teaching and we're learning together. It's, it's such an amazing thing. So that's, that's what I would say. And just to clarify, Marcella, what age was your son when we started introducing AAC? He was two years, three months. Two years, three months. Okay. Just confirming that. So, I mean, a lot of listeners out there are going to be like, wow, that's really young to start, you know, high tech, robust AAC. But I feel like this beautifully showcases, um, you know, how young kids can be and still make progress. Um, I oftentimes... Um, when I'm talking about early intervention, so birth to three, um, we can't expect a two-year-old to always be accurate with AAC. Um, so we have to really shift this expectation away from, oh, you know, they said cookie and they think they meant to say juice, right? I'm just really looking for independent initiation with a really young child. And then I'm also thinking about communication partner training and modeling as a speech therapist. Um, It just so happens that your son actually is really accurate with AAC, which is just like this extra bonus and this like awesome amazingness. Um, But, you know, for our listeners out there who are thinking about AAC and they maybe start trying it or introduce it really young, again, we can't expect that a two-year-old is going to pick this up right away. But what we can do is keep teaching, keep presuming um, that this child has potential to learn and grow and learn how to use this system for communication. And it's our job to keep figuring out how we can be the best possible communication partners for these kids Mm -hmm. Um, using all this time as kids are developing, getting older, becoming more accurate with AAC. We have this valuable time to be teaching communication partners, parents, teachers about modeling and the importance of modeling and core words and all these things. Um, So I feel like that's kind of the takeaway here is like, you can introduce AAC really young and you can use it as a tool to teach language. Even if a child becomes, ends up becoming a verbal communicator, um, it doesn't hinder, it doesn't hurt. Um, and, and if, and the worst case scenario is you don't introduce it, but you should have, and you needed to. And now a child is, you know, behind because they haven't had any ability to learn language as their speech has been developing or not developing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And even, I mean, he does sometimes make mistakes or hits the wrong button, but I acknowledge what he says. And then I just make it a conversation. So if he tells me he wants pasta in the morning for breakfast, I'm like, pasta, we can't have pasta for breakfast, but we can have it later. So I always acknowledge the buttons that he does push, if even if it was accidental. And that also continues to teach more language because he's like, oh, okay, you said pasta, this button is pasta. I get it now. So, yeah. And I also think what you do there is you validate 
every you know communication attempt, which we have to be really careful about giving corrective feedback to kids. Meaning if you were holding the pancake and he said pasta and you're like, no, try again, we're inadvertently giving negative feedback in that interaction. And over time, we are basically telling our complex communicators like, no, that's not right. You know, and no one likes to get that feedback. And, you know, it's by no means intentional, I think, on the adults around a student or a child. But that's inadvertently what we're doing when we're saying no, try again. And we don't have to give corrective feedback. We can do exactly what you said, Marcello, which is just acknowledge the communication and build off of it. Right. Like that's how kids learn is by us attributing meaning to the things that they're saying. Um, you know, babies start babbling and say, duh. And we're like, oh, you want to see daddy? Daddy's at work right now, right? It could have been totally random, but we're attributing meaning to that and therefore giving it meaning for a child. Um, the same thing happens with AAC. And so you bring up a really good point, which is, you know, always following whatever he says and just creating a conversation around it, acting as if everything was intentional and building off of it. That's what we found. I mean, because sometimes he's little, you know, pushes things, but he loves seeing our reaction to when he pushes the button too. So if I wasn't giving him feedback, he'd be like, all right, I'm 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 not really into this right now. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. Any other stories or anything else that you have to share? Yes. So we took him on a trip and it's now my new core memory. Um, but it just showed how far he's come with AC, even being so little. So we took him to a farmer's market and I was modeling saying hi to the woman at the cash register. Mm -hmm. And he immediately said goodbye. And I'm like, goodbye. We just got here. We Let's say hello. And so we're walking around. He just kept hitting goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And I'm like, he's telling, and you could see he was anxious. I'm like, he's trying to tell us he's uncomfortable and he wants to leave. Mm -hmm. So we stepped out. We took him to like the animals in the back. He, he scrolls to his feelings um, folder and he goes happy. I'm like, he's telling us he's happy because he's with the animals. So then we took him to a baseball field and wanted him to run around. But of course he has it strapped across and it's really hard to run. So I went to go take it and he got upset because he's like, this is my voice. Like his ownership of his AC is amazing. He places it on the floor, you know, plays, goes back to it. When he's ready, he goes, all done, eat he was telling us he wanted to go home and he wanted to eat. Oh so it's gosh. like that, that moment I was like, we did the right thing because he can tell us his basic needs. He might not be able to put sentences together. He might not be saying things verbally, like, you know, all the things, but he's telling us what he needs. And it, it's just, it just validated that we did the best thing for him. And today he bumped his lip and he navigated all by himself. And all of a sudden I hear, ouch. I was like, did you just say, ouch? Yes. My heart, my mama heart broke, but I was like, I taught him to tell us if he felt sick, you know, we, if he falls, I hit ouch. But for him to just do it himself, cause he, his lip hurt. I was like, we now know when he's hurt, you know? And yeah, it was just the best thing. It was the best. I am like, just my, my smile is so big over here just because it's so it's, it makes me so happy that he's doing so well. And it just shows that with the right tool and the right support around a child, um, even with the complex of communication, most complex of communication needs, like kids can learn and they will learn how to communicate with the enough time and repetition and modeling. Um, we just have to give them the chance, right? We have to give them that opportunity. 
Yeah. Amazing, Marcello. Well, how can people who are interested get in touch with you if they have questions, they want to connect with you? They're like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to talk with Marcella. What's the best way? Um, I would say Instagram. It's smile through underscore. So through is T-H-R-U. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I'm open. It's you can message me and I will reply. It is me on there. So I will get back to you with any feedback I can give you guys because Amazing. I would love to help. Amazing. I will definitely link, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. So people have easy access to that. Marcella, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. I'm so happy that we were able to connect and I was able to, you know, help you guys in your AAC journey and, um, you guys are doing beautifully and I'm really excited about all the progress in such a short amount of time. Um, and it's a testament to all of the work that you guys have been doing at home with modeling language. Um, you know, obviously he needed the tools but kids also need the support and the modeling of AAC around them. And I feel like you're doing a beautiful job of that. And the proof's in the pudding, like he's making amazing progress. Yes. Thank you. We honestly are so grateful to you for getting us started on our journey. It means a lot. Of course. This is why I do the work that I do. (laughs) Thank you so much, Marcella, for talking with tech. I'm Rachel Madel. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week.